Welcome to Millennial Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Professor Double X, and I'm in the bedroom tonight. I, uh, I'm actually in the bedroom alone this evening, and I know I haven't posted in a while, but that is because I have not been getting a lot of really fantastic stories lately. And I'd rather not just fill up the feed with kind of lame stories. So um, hopefully someone gives me some hot stories soon because I can't share all my stories. (laughs) It's going to be the Professor Double X sex show. Um, But there's something that I wanted to talk about, which is um, I don't know if everybody's aware of this, but... Recently, um, Craigslist Personals shut down. Um, This is because Congress passed the H.R. 1865 FOSTA, um, which seeks to subject websites to criminal and civil liability when users misuse... um, the online personals and do anything illegal with those. So, um, Craigslist decided to pull all of their personals ads and there's nothing now. So that's kind of sucky because I live in New York and New York is a really, you know, tight knit town with a lot of people in it. So it's a great place to use personals ads. Um, I found apartments on Craigslist, um, activity partners, like um, workout partners, um, dates, dinners, um, language uh, exchanges, uh, furniture, and um, like tons of other stuff. So, um, so that sucks. Yeah. Now, I, I want to talk about some other aspects of it because, um, well, why did they take it down? Why did they pass this FOSTA? Well, they passed FOSTA because they basically said that Craigslist and sites like Backpage, which has been seized by the FBI as of yesterday, um, you know, are promoting sex trafficking. And, um, and then, you know, they have interviews with young women who say, like, I saw a video, the girl said that she was, uh, trafficked at a truck stop by a pimp who used Craigslist. Um, and that sounds horrible. It really does. But I disagree with FOSTA. Um, I feel like, okay, well, first of all, it's not a feeling, it's a fact that women's homicides by people that they did not know went down by 17% once Craigslist personals came along. So what that says is that women can screen guys, screen them, have a large pool of men to select from and then screen them from afar and make the decisions about what she wants to do from afar. Okay, um, 
And so women weren't finding themselves in the same kind of dangerous situations that they had for so long. So, like, my my mom's um, best friend from when she was, like, really a young woman, she was murdered by a guy that she was drinking with. Like, she, you know, they were, like, in a bar hanging out. They were drinking, and then, like, they went out on his boat to have a drink, and they were drunk, and um, he demanded sex from her, and she, you know, laughed at him, and he threw her off the boat and killed her. So that's the kind of situation where it's like, okay, if you're using personals and you're screening someone, like, you're not going to have that kind of situation. That's the kind of situation where you're actually at a bar in public getting drunker and drunker. You don't know what's going on. Your inhibitions are getting lower and lower. Um, and you're not in the safety of your home and places that you can protect yourself. She was on this guy's boat where nobody would know her and at night. And that's because she was out in public drinking because she wasn't using personals. Um, so basically, having personals makes it safer for women. Now, let's think about that, what, you know, what the girl said about being sold at the truck stop via Craigslist. Um, I feel like Craigslist and any type of internet service... Um, is going to provide a obviously uh, a paper trail, uh, a digital trail of the activity. And you know, one reason why you hear more about trafficking on Craigslist is because they can actually bust these people. Um, before, you know, you had kids disappearing all the time and you never heard from them again until they popped up dead. The fact that they make any type of sex work completely illegal is what employs pimps because it's not really like it's not even as much the men like if the if if a woman or a girl is in control and she makes a decision then she can decide what men she wants to see but if she has a pimp the pimp decides who she sees she has no control over anything anymore and he takes the money so these pimps are only employed because sex work is illegal and the girls need protection um, from the police. And then it turns into like a vicious cycle of control because the pimp knows that he has nothing if he doesn't have the girls. So, um, so basically, our law enforcement and our FBI, um, by passing FOSTA, and basically shutting down these websites, they basically shut down the viable outlets for catching predators, labeling them as sex offenders, and putting them away, or at least letting everyone know from now on that they are sex offenders. Um, and they could easily do this using these sites, right? When you go, when you went on to Craigslist or on Backpage, you would see number one, at least half of the ads are from these Asian brothels, these happy ending massage places, which are mostly legal places. These are places that pay taxes and they have a legal service. It is legal to have these Asian massages and everybody knows they have happy endings. So, and it's also legal to have escort services and everybody knows what escort services are. So, um, so it seemed kind of, hypocritical um 
because it was saving women's lives. It was helping us to catch um, predators. It was tracing back murders. You know, the Craigslist murders, the few that there were, like, how many times were there, like, serial killers of people who would go to a gay bar and pick them up and kill them or wait until you're drunk and you're, you're the last one to leave and you end up dead? This would happen all the time. So what someone met on Craigslist and then whatever happened, someone killed them. But at least then it was easy to catch them. At least then we knew who they were. We had a clear and definitive digital trail to follow and a story to follow. So I think that by just attempting to um, rip out these websites, which actually allow us to see and and allow um, these predators to be exposed, doesn't eliminate the problem. It takes us back to, you know, the 90s and the 80s in the 70s when these problems were even worse when more people were being killed the murder rate is down because people can find sex partners online people have less sex now they masturbate more and this is because they can find sex partners online so i'm an adult and like no one's trafficking me i am a, a well-educated college-educated adult woman and I can't use personals. Um, so I just feel like law enforcement and our FBI has to understand, well, first of all, all of these freaking ethnic organizations of massages and services with all these immigrant girls, this is freaking trafficking for the most part. And you could take them out easily using Craigslist. You can trace their IP addresses. You can take them out. Um, the predators, the same thing, because now what happens is instead of selling on Craigslist and having like a paper trail, now they just go back to just selling them in the apartment complex, selling them in the parking lot, selling them at the truck stop, the cause or back page is the cause of, you know, trafficking or murders understand that it's just a vehicle that allows us to witness them and catch more of the predators than we had an opportunity to do so before. It's guaranteed based on the pattern of history that without personals ads, the murder rate will go up. The majority of those murders will be against women. However, the entire seedy world of it will rise up as pimps and other unsavory characters attempt to close in on this new opportunity. <sighs> so, um, with that said, I think I should share a Craigslist personal story with everybody. Um, although, if you've listened to the sex comedy stand-up, then that was actually a Craigslist personal story. It was a classic this is Professor Double X, and I'm in the bedroom tonight with a very special guest on Millennial Sex. He's all the way from Manhattan, <laughs> and um, he's going to share some stories with us about a threesome. So I'm super excited because I've been wanting one of these myself, and I can't wait to hear how it went down. Hi, guest. Hi. So, to begin with, 
I first talked to these two people off of Craigslist, which I'm sure anybody hearing this is like, oh, why would you do that? That's really sketchy. How are you not dead? Like, anything like that. I mean, you can edit that out. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> that's what the first thing I assume is, like, everybody's nervous about that. Like, yeah. And um, I go to meet them. You know, you meet the guy first. Because it's meet like, yeah, it's vetting. They make sure that you're not crazy. Uh. Yeah. Like, whenever it's a couple, they always, like, try to meet you, make sure you're real. And um, everything seemed normal. With the guy. Yeah. You didn't meet the woman. Not at all. I met her with him at their house. And instantly, they seemed very nice. And so we're just sitting there. They give me some wine. And I'm like, okay, like, okay, I hope they don't poison my drink or roofie me or something mm-hmm. as i start drinking the wine and um wait what did the ad say uh, i don't know i forgot what the ad said to be honest okay was it like hardcore or was it like it just seemed like a regular like a threesome was it like a deep yeah, threesome yeah oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's but then they were also looking for like they were just looking to try everything Okay. Like, with threesomes, except, like, they were specifically saying completely straight. Yeah. Like, no guy-on-guy action. Yeah. And anybody that has ever tried doing that with going to a threesome from someone online, about 80% of the time it probably will turn into them trying to make a guy-on-guy action. Or there will be no girl. It'll just be guys. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, um, so we're sitting there, start undressing. And everything went fine. Well, should I go into detail, I guess? Like, yeah. I mean, why not? You don't have to go into that much. I know, like, so... I don't know. What's worth telling? Nothing really from the first encounter. Everything went fine. End up DPing her. Like, everything was fine. And um, they were surprised. Was, did she like it? Yeah. They were definitely into it, and they were like, can't wait to see you again. And... She seemed really into it, and so did he. So it was like, great. I was like a little nervous about that at first, too. I was like, oh, what if I give a bad first impression and this doesn't happen again? Because I enjoyed it. And um, I show up the next time and walk in the door, and it's like, okay, let's get right to it. Like, they were, like, raring to go. Uh, They did offer me wine again, so I'm drinking. And as we're getting started and... I'm fucking her, he's watching, slash, like, getting blown by her, and he just starts, like, really rubbing my back. Like, and I'm like, okay, like, he's just, like, trying to keep it going, it's all normal, and then he's, like, really, like, (laughs) sensually rubbing my back, and I'm, like, starting to feel a little, like, eh, and I notice I start not being as hard anymore, because I was just so surprised and nervous about it. And so I was like, oh, like, fuck, I'm going to ruin this entirely. And uh, I just added, he, like, starts going a little too low. And it was, like, getting close to my ass. And I was just like, no, not comfortable with this. And I, like, pull out. And they're like, oh, what's wrong? And I'm just like, eh, I'm not feeling comfortable with this anymore. I'm going to go. And they're like, oh, are you sure? Like, please, like. I'm so sorry, I didn't think I was doing anything, and then he's like, I can leave the room, like, like, they were, like, offering everything, they, I probably could have got money off it, but, 
Probably good. If I can call him up right now, I guess not. Oh, no, I blocked them after that. I strict rule. If something goes south, don't give it a second chance. Just because then you're going to be dealing with that over and over again. So, and it makes it easier. Like, sure, I've, I've thought about it. Like, you always think about it. You're like, oh, what if I just, I'm bored. What if I just go back to that? Like, and then I'm like, oh, wait, I blocked him. And, like, I always make sure to delete the number first. So it's like I don't have a saved name in the blocked thing. So uh -huh. I can't even go back to it. Uh -huh. But, yeah, it was just really a little too much. A little yeah. too much for me. Yeah. Sounds creepy as fuck. Yeah, and he was kind of like, at one point, they did make it sound like they wanted to blow me together. Uh. And I was just like, I, I, I think I like misheard them at first. And so I was like, oh, what are you saying? And then they were just like, oh, no, they like they instantly took it back without it. And I didn't realize. Because I was just like, so like in the moment, I was like, okay, I'm about to be in my first threesome. Like, <laughs> you don't want to lose that. Like, you're excited for it at first. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Well, <laughs> that's a good story. Um, it would have been better if it was like he grabbed my ass or like. Well, no, but he was creeping. He was creeping over. He was like there. slowly getting there. Yeah, he was easing you into it. But yeah, I don't at know. first I was like worried. I was like, when I thought about it later, he could have just like fucked me in the ass while I'm fucking her. And it's like, what? <laughs> Is he, like, a big dude? No. About my size. Well, like, okay, well... A little shorter. If it was a female, it would be different, though, right? If she, like, massaged your back. Yeah. Right. Because, like, I'm, like, one mm. time... I didn't have a threesome, but, like... My friend was, like, sitting in a chair, like, watching me get fucked. Mm. By this, like, hot guy. <laughs> and, um... Like, she was just sitting in the chair watching. She's right into here. voyeurism? No, it just oh. happened. Huh. What? She and I were out. How does that I just was, happen? I was telling her about this guy that I made up, met on CL mm -hmm. that I was, like, having all this, like, crazy sex with. And then um, he, like, came and met us, and he was hot, and I saw her face, <laughs> and, like, they started fighting. Because um, this guy, she's black, and this guy was white, and he kind of had, like, a race play fetish. Uh... Um, so once, which he wasn't really exercising that well with mm -hmm. me, but once she came, he, was like he really started getting, it? yeah, he started having his little, like, like race fantasies. Mm -hmm. So I could tell, like, they started getting along. So we went back here and then, and then, yeah, so she was just like, mm. so she just sat there and we just started, I started blowing him. And then, you know, mm -hmm. like I could actually go all the way. Oh, okay. Because his is, like, thinner. Mm -hmm. So. And she was like... <laughs> uh, and then... <laughs> like, because she's funny. She's an actor, so her face was like... Mm -hmm. You know, like, <laughs> actors. Very expressive. And um, so she started masturbating in the chair. Mm. Like, he starts fucking me, doggy. Like, so, like, I was, like, at her feet. Did the race thing, fucked. like, surprise her? No, he didn't do it to her, mm. but I knew about it. Ah. And I, I said to him, like, you were really having a good time with her. <laughs> and he was like, because she was eating that chicken. And he was like, I kept thinking, like... What? <laughs> he kept thinking, like, some stereotype <laughs> about black people and chicken. She was. She was eating chicken while oh. they were talking. And oh, okay. he was, like, getting excited. I noticed it. 
like talking to interesting. her. Interesting. Yeah, and then he told me because it like ignited his like race play thing. I've never heard of that happening where someone gets turned on by someone eating chicken. Well, because it's like black, black people and race and chicken. I know, it's like fried chicken, trope. but like, I never pictured that turning sexual. <laughs> Turns him on. <laughs> so, but no, my friend's attractive, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so he's like fucking me like doggy style, mm-hmm. right? And she like came over and like put her hands like on my ass and on mm-hmm. his cock and was like mm-hmm. doing but like she did not have sex with us yeah but she did that like she came over almost like a massage it wasn't mm-hmm. she was like helping him she was mm-hmm. like yeah you have to shake big asses <laughs> <laughs> and like and and like she was like doing this thing and it was like all in like this motion for a second mm-hmm. it was actually kind of did you like it yeah it was cool mm-hmm. like to have like a, a rhythm going with three people mm-hmm. But then one person wasn't actually, like, having the sex part. Mm. But they were, like, really involved Mm. in a nurturing sort of way. I don't know. Mm. It was interesting. But it seemed like maybe that's what he was trying to do with you. Um, Maybe. But That's probably what it was. Yeah. I just didn't feel it. (laughs) Yeah. So. I know. Yeah, it would have been weird if I didn't know my friend. You know, like, obviously... I don't really have a desire to be with, like, another... Woman? A girl and girl mm-hmm. threesome. Mm-hmm. I do want to do the... Two guys. Guy mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Be, like, drunk, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully a good drunk. Yeah, not too drunk. Not too drunk. Um, but... Okay, well... Thanks for sharing that story. Thank you. Uh, it's a really great story for Millennial Sex Podcast, and I really needed that, so I thank you so much. 